Uh, welcome back to Capes and Shapes. Uh, it is extremely windy where I am, so you might hear some some windy, rattly noises, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but ah, just like that, that's what they all sound like. Um, <laughs> today we are uh. Continuing our journey through the X-Men. Uh, we're finishing our journey through the X-Men for the time being. Obviously, there are many, many, many more X-Men. There's um, so many X-Men. If we did every single X-Man in one big block, we would have we would no longer have people listening to us. No, we wouldn't. Um, we are uh, talking today about uh, my third favorite X-Man. Um, because, you know, it's our podcast, and he was like, which X-Men do you want to do after this? And I just listed off my three favorites. Um. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. My third favorite X-Man, Nightcrawler. Yay. Uh, yay. Uh, Nightcrawler, uh, real name, uh, Kurt Wagner, or, you know, Wagner, if you don't want to <laughs> be German about it. What if um, I don't want to be German about it? I don't want to be German about anything. Get out of here. Um, he, uh, Kurt was, uh, another one of the X-Men who was introduced in, uh, Giant Size X-Men number one, uh, by Len Wein and Dave Cockrum, um, which also introduced, uh, Storm, like we talked about, and, uh, brought Wolverine onto the X-Men, uh, because Wolverine had been introduced shortly before this in an issue of the Hulk, fighting the Hulk, um, but this was Wolverine's first appearance as an X-Man. So, uh, a lot going on in, uh, in this comic. Um, so, uh, artist, uh, Dave Cockrum, um, initially, uh, came up with the uh the design for Nightcrawler. It is going to be very hard for me not to say Nightwing uh just like by default cuz I start to say night and then my brain goes Nightwing, Nightwing, Nightwing. Um, just call him Kurt. Just call him Kurt. That's true. Here at Capes and Japes, we are on a first name basis. That's true. They're all they're like family to us, really. Um I also uh when I was making notes for this, did type out Kurt Hummel, um, who is a character from Glee. Uh, <laughs> That's almost as bad as me writing Kamala Harris on our sheet instead yeah. of Kamala Khan. Kamala Harris is a U.S. senator. <laughs> uh, listen, we're doing our best. We know, we know things. Um, okay. Uh, so, this character uh was initially created by uh artist Dave Cockrum. He was designed uh to be like a uh, a demon who would like uh you know failed some sort of demonic mission and was like uh stuck on earth. Uh so a similar the the design that Kurt has currently uh not a lot else in common. Um, and then he, um, <laughs> this is so funny to me. He pitched this character, um, to, uh, a DC, uh, team called the Outsiders, not the Batman related Outsiders, a different Outsiders that were supposed to be like kind of related to the Legion of Superheroes. Um, and DC was like, oh no. This guy's weird looking. We don't want that. <laughs> um, which is hilarious to me, uh, because freaking everybody loves Nightcrawler and he's one of the most popular X-Men now. Um, and also DC, how dare you be rude to my son? Do my not perfect be rude child, to him. my baby boy, the light he's, of my life. He's beautiful and he's perfect and also everybody on the Legion of Superheroes is weird looking. Come on. Um, uh, but so he, um, but when he started working on X-Men, uh, for this new issue, he was like, 
I have an idea. I got this guy that I've been wanting to use for a while, and DC wouldn't let me. Um, And the Marvel editor was like, love it, put him in. One thing, can we make him German? Because I want everybody on this team to come from different countries. <laughs> for some reason. I um, mean, it works. It and works. also, that sounds like such, like... A D&D character, like, oh man, I already have the character sheet. Yeah! Can I please? Exactly. Don't worry, guys, I already have this rogue, I've got all the stats, can I bring it to this game? Um, yes, that's also the, uh, the correct, uh, class to use for Kurt, um. I mean, what else would he be? I know, look at him, look at him. Wow, I love him. Um, I've got a tiefling rogue. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. I want to do this. I want to do this for a campaign and see how long it takes somebody to notice. X-Men campaign when? <laughs> X-Men campaign when. Um, Alright, so um, they introduced... Uh, Nightcrawler in this first issue of X-Men. Um, they, uh, don't, there's some, uh, debate for a while, um, sort of like a similar thing that happened with Wolverine, um, when, uh, I think this was also Chris Claremont, like, really wanted, uh, Sabretooth to be Logan's father, um. Okay, for a second I was really worried that it was gonna be, like, Kurt Wagner was a Wolverine that was experimented yes. on. Every single member of the X-Men is actually a genetically <laughs> modified Wolverine. Um, but uh, and when uh, Chris Claremont was writing X-Men, he wanted uh, Kurt to be the son of uh, Nightmare, uh, who was a Doctor Strange villain. Um, and like, ridiculous um but uh roger stern who was the writer on doctor strange um says that like chris had come up with the latest of several crazy ideas and declared that nightcrawler's father was nightmare and i replied with something like no he's not i'm not gonna let you appropriate one of my character's major villains and then len wine crossed the room and shook my hand and not too long after, I became the X-Men editor and was able to make sure that didn't happen for long enough that Chris eventually changed his mind. Which is just such a power move. Like, I think his dad should be Nightmare. No. No, he's not. And his dad is Nightmare. No, it's not. <laughs> I guess. And then um, some dude walks over and shakes your hand. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Tumblr post. It does. And then everybody on the bus applauded. And then that man was Albert Einstein. <laughs> um, and then uh, Claremont was like, okay, uh, new idea. Uh, his mom is Mystique. Um... Well, his mom is Mystique, uh, and his other mom is, uh, Destiny, who's, like, kind of Mystique's sort of on-again, off-again, immortal love interest. Um, and he was like, see, because, so, like, Mystique can shapeshift, so she just shapeshifted herself to, you know, have, like, a, a penis and, a, like, that whole associated reproductive system, and Working they had a kid. genitalia. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Mystique is so good that she can just make accurate and functional genitalia complete with genetic material. She she can, uh, I guess. Um, and then she uh, studied anatomy for years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, but Marvel didn't like that because they were like. That's kind of weird. Uh, which I think was mostly they were like, ugh, that's gay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so they kept the idea of Mystique being his mom. Uh, and this was like, it was alluded to for a while before it was, uh, 
confirmed um, Mystique is his mom, and then, like, ten years after this finally confirmed, it's revealed that his dad is uh, Azazel, who is uh, a mutant, but also sort of a demon. He's, like, he's a mutant who's part of this, like, specific, like, race of mutants from biblical times uh, who were, like, basically demons, and they were fighting these other mutants who were basically angels. Um, and uh, Azazel is uh, the the leader of these demonic mutants, and he has teleportation powers, um, and he, uh, they all, the, uh, the demons, quote-unquote, the demon mutants all got banished to this other dimension, uh, and Azazel was the only one who could make it back to Earth, uh, and so he <laughs> just spent a whole bunch of time trying to have kids, because all of his kids would be, like, connected to the dimension where he came from, and he's like, maybe one of these kids can get us out of this dimension that we're trapped in. Um, but, That's- uh... That seems like a poorly conceived political commentary about immigration. <laughs> a lot, um, I think a lot of X-Men is, uh, political commentary conceived with varying degrees of success. Um, but, uh, he, he meets, uh, Mystique, uh, in Germany, who's, like, uh, married to a, a rich man named Christian Wagner. I don't know if she, like, I I think she was actually, like, somewhat attracted to him. I don't know how much she was, like, you know, she's mystique. I don't know how much she was, like, genuinely interested in this man or how much she was playing him. Um, but, uh, Azazel meets her, uh, they, uh, fall in love, uh, she becomes pregnant with a baby. And the baby is Nightcrawler. Um, but, uh, they both, uh, they end up having this, like, weird, like, kind of, uh, ongoing attraction to each other, um, Azazel and Mystique, uh, and then, uh, um, she, when she gives birth to Kurt, um, in the, uh, while she's giving birth, because it's a very intense process, um, she loses concentration on the human form she had been assuming this whole time and reverts to her, you know, normal blue form. Um, and an angry mob thinks that she's a demon and chases her out of town. Um, and, uh, in order to get away with her life, uh, she manages to disguise herself as a townsperson again and goes like, oh, look, I found, I found the demon baby! And, uh, throws Kurt down a well. Great parenting skills, Mystique. (laughs) It's very good. Listen, she maybe wasn't cut out for this so much. Um, No, not at all. Um, but he's okay, uh, because Azazel was, you know, either, like, watching or was, like, Azazel was in the well, just hanging out, when suddenly there's his son. Chillin' in his favorite well, um, but Azazel manages to, uh, to poop in and, or, you know, uh, to bamf in, uh, as, as, as the, uh, the colloquialism goes, um, to bamf in to rescue Kurt, uh, and to bring him to a, uh, a, another, uh, another woman he had, uh, romantic relations with, um, uh, Mar, Mar, I don't know how to pronounce this, uh, Margali, uh, Cesardos, um, who works, uh, she's part of a Bavarian circus, uh, she's a fortune teller, um, and so in true classic, uh, superhero fashion, as so many others have, uh, Kurt is raised in a circus. I mean... Where else are you going to raise a blue child? It's true. Um, He's got a tail. His hands and feet don't look like people feet. He's blue. He's got the pointy ears and the teeth. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Where else are you going to raise this child? Yeah. Um. So he um he becomes a uh a circus acrobat. He, by all accounts, he has like a pretty good a pretty good thing going in the circus. Like everybody, sometimes sometimes uh circus can be bad. Uh, but curtain circus uh pretty good. Um, he uh he he's a He's an acrobat, uh, because he, uh, he's just, like, naturally very good at it. Um, I don't, it might be, like, kind of part of the mutation, but I think also he's just very good at it. Um, but, uh, he works as an acrobat. All of the audiences are like, oh, wow, this dude's in such a cool costume for his cool acrobatic stunts. Um, and, uh... It goes, uh, it goes pretty well for a while, uh, and then, uh, a very, very rich man, uh, buys the circus. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and, uh, because he's a rich man, things go terribly, and he's like, ah, oh, this, this, this blue guy can't be in the real circus, we're gonna put him with the freaks! Um... Uh, but he That's not to, great. No, it's bad. It's very bad. Um, he, uh, he manages to escape. Uh, he runs to this, uh, tiny German village. Uh, everybody there thinks he's a demon because he looks so scary. Um, and then, uh, Charles Xavier shows up. Yay! Uh, as he does <laughs> in so many of these stories. He just shows up, he's like... There's a mutant in danger. I have to get to Germany. <laughs> it's just, you know, he he rolls into Germany, um, and he says, Hello, uh, young man, you are a mutant, and you should join my X-Men. Um, and, uh, and he does, uh, mostly because he doesn't have a lot of other options at this point. That sounded pretty good. Um, but he, um, so... He joins the X-Men. Um, so, Nightcrawler is, uh, his main, uh, mutant ability, uh, is teleportation, which I am also a huge fan of. Um, I know I've, this is, like, the same thing I was saying with Kitty, um, but I love, like, I love non-like offensive powers, not offensive, like, <laughs> Not like I'm offended by that, but like No. <laughs> but like offense defense. Yes. Um teleportation was always when I was a kid, it was like whenever somebody asked like what superpower would you want? I was like, that one. Um Oh, I was always shape shifting. That's very good too. Um but uh so Kurt can teleport. Uh in addition to teleporting, he has uh sticky Hands and feet that let him climb on walls. Um, also, he has uh, three fingers on each hand and two toes, um, which isn't. Re- I don't. I don't think it like helps with the climbing thing. It's just a a, a way that he looks. Um, and he also has a, a prehensile tail that he can grab stuff with. Um, but uh, so uh, I love I love teleportation a lot. Um, he invents, he, trademarks, uh, is the second X-Men to have a trademark sound effect. Oh my god. Um, because, uh, Wolverine gets snicked, which is the noise he makes every time the claws come out. He says out loud, snicked, obviously, as we all know. (laughs) That's canon. He says it with his mouth. Yep, um. The claws are actually silent. Yes. Uh, and Kurt, Anytime he, uh, teleports in and out of, some, of somewhere, it makes the sound BAMF, which is, like, the, I think supposed to be, like, the, the air sort of all, like, rushing in to occupy the space where Kurt just was. It's kind of a BAMF. Um, yes, but also, it's a thing that stands for badass motherfucker? <laughs> it is! I do not believe that was intentional. But it is there. It does it is exist. There. It does exist. Um, 
and also whenever he teleports out of somewhere, it leaves this, like, faint, like, brimstone smell, which is fun. He just um, farts every time. <laughs> he farts he's like i gotta go (laughs) i can't be here anymore so then people just think that it's a side effect of his ability when really he's just too embarrassed oh no um oh geez um but uh he uh so under like how it works is he like he the same way that like azazel does he uh he like travels uh into this uh basically like sends himself into uh Azazel I think Azazel's dimension uh like instantaneously and then reappears in a different place like blink basically essentially blink except I'm pretty sure he can move more than 10 feet he can move more than 10 feet he can move uh People take a lot of liberties with it. So you can move, like, under normal circumstances, like, two miles is, like, as far as he can go. Um, I think he has to, like, either be able to see where he's going or know where it is in order for him not to, like, teleport himself, like, into a wall. So, like, Um, Dimension Door. Like, Dimension Door! Oh, God! Hell, 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 hell. Um, X-Men campaign win! <laughs> Wait, do Arcane Tricksters get Dimension Door? Uh, I think, I think if you, if you were specifically making a Nightcrawler, you would be able to campaign your DM to give you Dimension Door. <laughs> I'm pr- yeah. Honestly, if you're like, look, I'm gonna make Nightcrawler, can I please have Dimension Door? That is the only spell I'll know. <laughs> I just need to have it. I just need the one thing. Thank you. Thank you. I owe you um, my life. Um, but, uh, so, different, like, different writers have, like, taken more liberties with, like, how much he needs to know where he's going. Um, and, you know, in some, like, early on, there are some circumstances where it's like, oh, he went, like, 50 miles. Um, and then, like, uh... There was one point where he went um, from Las Vegas, Nevada to the mutant safehold utopia just off the coast of San Francisco, a distance of approximately 413 miles. So, uh, Kurt is homestuck confirmed. (laughs) That's the homestuck number. Uh, He's a homestuck. Um, And then, like, uh, later on, some stuff happens, and then he can go, uh, just bonkers, like, thousands of miles far, um, but, uh, it's usually, like, more to be, like, you know, coming, like, distracting people, or coming in and out of fights, or, you know, helping, uh, get people out of places, like, he can take, uh, I think usually just one person with him, um, and it's very disorienting for them. So another thing he does sometimes is he'll just grab somebody they're fighting and just, like, bam, 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 bam all over the place. <laughs> and then they pass out. <laughs> um, which is fun. Um, he also has, uh, one of the weirdest things about Nightcrawler is, uh, we talked about, uh, Kitty Pride pet alien dragon, Lockheed, um, which is a pretty weird thing. Uh, Kurt has a, a bunch, a bunch of tiny Kurt's who follow him around, um, which came from, so, the origin of this is that, uh, there's, uh, an early, uh, like, early 80s X-Men story um, where, uh, Kitty is telling, like, a bedtime story to, uh, Colossus's little sister, uh, Ileana, um. That's too close to my name to be comfortable. 
No, yeah, you're right. We can use uh, her uh, her future X-Men code name, which is Magic with a K. Um, I but, love that. Yeah, it rules. Um, also, but, this whole time, I have been looking at the D&D player's handbook. Oh my god. <laughs> and an arcane trickster archetype uh, rogue could have Dimension Door and also Misty Step. Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, but, uh, so, she tells, uh, she tells Magic this, like, uh, bedtime story, uh, in which she, Kitty, is a pirate, and she lands on this, uh, island that's populated by, like, teeny tiny little, like, imp versions of, uh, Nightcrawler, and they're, uh, they're called Bamps, uh, which is a fun joke. Um. And then later, uh, in, like, the first Nightcrawler solo series, um, Kurt gets sent to a whole bunch of different dimensions, uh, and one of them is the dimension that Kitty made up for this story, um, which is, like, like, I get as a thing, it's like, oh, this is just like, you know, that story Kitty told, but I don't, like, did she will this into existence? I mean, that's <laughs> a pretty interesting concept, because, like, if you believe in the multiverse theory, then every single iteration of a universe is possible. So, it's extremely possible that either... When she made up the story, it created the dimension in which that existed, or that it was always possible that it did exist, and she just tapped into it because it's a thing that, like, like the concept that there's no such thing as an original thought. Yeah. Um, that- I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, which I don't think was the intention. Um, but <laughs> Kurt ends up in this uh dimension and meets these vamps. Um, and they end up uh taking them back with him, I think, or maybe they just like they just pop up later because they're like, "Hey, it's us." Um, we're here. These like tiny little weird Kurt-looking gremlins. Um, who, like, sometimes, uh, cause, uh, are, like, kind of little chaotic demon things, um, and, uh, usually just kind of, uh, follow Kurt around and, you know, help him. And there's also, they make, like, they make plushies of them. I don't know who makes them, but there's, like, a bunch of characters who have, like, little Bamf plushies. Which is very cute, and I want one. Um, they just get them on Etsy. Yeah. X-C. X-Men. Oh. <laughs> um, and then they, like, is this very cute, like, goofy kind of, like, it's, it's like a very weird, like, kind of old school sci-fi sort of thing. Like, it's almost, like, Tribble-like. Um, but if all the Tribbles were just, like, tiny Spocks or something. Um, but, uh... I'm make... sorry. I'm just imagining... Yeah! It... That's so much. It's a lot. Um, it's pretty good, though. Um, and then they come up with this whole, like, backstory for them that's like, oh, they're, uh, they're, they're from hell, and they're the children of this g giant hell worm, and, uh... And then they, they were left to die, and Azazel, uh, saved them by feeding them his blood, and then they, uh, they all looked like tiny Azazel, uh, and then Kurt found them, and then they all looked like a tiny Kurtz, um, which is just, <laughs> they're goofy little made-up bedtime story creatures, like. Okay. Proposal. Yes. This dimension is the one that Kurt passes through, and every time he bamps, one of these is born. <gasps> yes! Yes, 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 yes. I like it very much. <laughs> oh my god. 
Hey, Marvel. Hey, Marvel. Come at us. I have an idea for you. Um, so they are, they are all called BAMPs. I don't know if anybody has ever commented on the, like, the popular initialism use of BAMPs to stand for badass motherfucker. Um, which the BAMPs are, are not, I would not describe them as that. Um. They are neither badass nor motherfuckers. No, they're just little, they're just little guys. They're just cute little guys. Um. Can they do the teleport? They do, I believe. Yes. Hmm. Um, Yeah, you know, just pop, 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 pop. I wonder if in some other dimension there are even smaller ones. Oh my god! It just keeps going down! It's bamps all the way down. Ah! Shit, that's cute. Um, uh, Kurt is also, uh, much like Marvel's, uh, probably other most popular, uh, demonic aesthetic character, uh, Daredevil. Uh, Kurt is a, uh, devout Catholic, um, which, uh, I think comes up more, like, later on. I don't know if he's, like, introduced as that. Um, and there is a point where he, like, he studies to become a priest, uh, and then later on it's revealed that, like, that was, like, an illusion and he never actually did that, um, which is a pretty whack way to retcon something. Yeah. Um, yeah. You never actually studied this and it was an illusion the whole time. Oh! Couldn't you just say that it was, like... A dream? No, what? It's not good enough. That's not enough. Um, you were awake and cognizant, and you actually spent time doing this, but you didn't do anything. Congratulations. <laughs> you didn't really do it. Um, but uh, that doesn't change the fact that he still like uh, he uh, cares a lot about his religion and is you know, devoted to it, and, uh, brings it up a lot to, usually to try and, you know, help people, um, not in a morally preachy way, but in sort of a, you know, consoling way most of the time, um, which I, is, is nice. Um, he's very, he's pretty widely well-liked on, uh, on the X-Men, um, he and, like, he and Logan are, like, weirdly close, um, I say weirdly because it's, like, Logan, and he doesn't, he doesn't like to openly care about people, even though he cares about everyone, um. Yeah, but he always pretends that he doesn't. But he always pretends that he doesn't, but, like, he and Kurt have, like, this really, uh, like, pretty close friendship, and, like, a, like a few points have had, like, prank wars with each other. Which it's is adorable. So cute! I think they do it at one point in Colossus, and he's like, guys, can you, guys, we're doing, guys, we're doing a mission. Can you stop? And they're both just like, ha ha ha. Um. Please pay attention. Please. Uh, no. Um, but so he, uh, he's a little, uh, He's a little bit of a, of a prankster, uh, not in a, like, he's, like, he's, he's a, he's a guy who makes jokes, but, like, a lot of the time, the sort of, like, you know, the, the comic relief or the guy who makes jokes on the team is more of, like, uh, like a, more of a Johnny Storm (laughs) than Kurt is, um, because Kurt, uh, he's, uh, he loves, he loves pranks and, and jokes and japes and all that, but, like, in more of a, uh, kind of a, a, a swashbuckler way. He's actually, he's very good at fencing, um, which is, like, mostly just something he does for fun, because he's not, he doesn't usually fight people with swords, you know, when they're, uh, doing X-Men things. He just vamps all around. Um, but he could if he wanted to. He could if he wanted to. He's an excellent fencer. Um, 
so it it adds this whole kind of uh swashbuckly like piratey roguish charm um and he's uh he's you know kind of a kind of a, a romantic uh a a sweetheart uh so like like a a a jokester but not in like a harmful way usually um not in the way that like gets people uh gets gets on people's bad sides um <laughs> just kind of or gets them hurt or yeah. upset or yeah exactly just you know sometimes you want to embarrass your friend Wolverine just a little bit um so because of that he's like he's 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 pretty universally well liked among the X-Men um and it's also fun that it's not like I mean like and again sometimes it like can be fun like I love Raven from Teen Titans like it can be fun to have like a character who's like oh the you know the darkness inside my soul torments me um but also it can be fun to have somebody who's like occasionally upset about that but it's also just you know here to fence like he can fence with his, his cool tail too like he can swing some swords and uh be a D&D rogue and have a a very a very good time. Yeah. I yeah, he's uh he's great. He did um he died and came back pretty recently. Um I think it was uh I think it was pretty close to the time that Logan died. Um where uh he ended up uh he was trying to uh save uh Hope Summers, who's this like we should do an episode on Hope Summers sometimes, who's this like mutant messiah. Uh it's because uh, she's like the first mutant born after there's like they after Wanda says no more mutants. Um it's this whole thing. Um, thanks, Wanda. Thanks, Wanda. You... Comics doing you dirty once again. Um, my favorite quick sidebar, I will probably mention this a hundred times, uh, my favorite thing in the whole world is, uh, I think it's, like, Chip Zdarsky wrote, like, a little, like, mini story that was just, like, a bunch of, like, one-panel things of different Marvel characters, uh, just, like, admitting their darkest secret. Um, and they're all excellent, because one of them is <laughs> Magneto-like. I don't control metal. I talk to it like Aquaman talks to fish. Metal is my only friend. Um, <laughs> but, uh, one of them <laughs> is Wanda <laughs> saying, like, I didn't say no more mutants. What I meant was no, comma, more mutants. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just been too embarrassed to explain that. <laughs> and I just think about that all the time. No, more mutants. No, more mutants. <laughs> Give them to me, please. Please. Um, but, uh, so, uh, Kurt dies trying to, uh, Rescue, rescue Hope. He does manage to rescue Hope. Um, but this, uh, uh, Bastion, who's I think an evil, uh, robot, um, like, uh, sticks out his arm where Kurt is gonna teleport to, and Kurt teleports into it and gets, like, you know, a big, like, uh, it's a gaping hole in his chest. And then he teleports Yikes. away. Yeah, and gets Hope to safety, and then, uh, dies heroically um and then he's uh dead for a bit and then they um they he goes he goes to like heaven he goes to like real actual heaven in canon which is something that i always have every time like a comic book is like and here's uh heaven and it's real and like people have been there and come back from it and can confirm that it's real (laughs) i'm like that's you've, you've given me a lot to confront there. That's a lot there, comics. But I mean, I guess you could explain it away with like this is Kurt's personal heaven because this is the religion that he practiced. <laughs> but like, y'all. Yeah. 
Um, but, uh, they, uh, they get, they, he, uh, he come he comes, he leaves heaven because, like, Azazel is trying to attack heaven, like, using his, uh, connection to Kurt, and then Kurt gets the X-Men's help to beat him, and then kind of, uh, resurrects himself on Earth, but also gives up his soul in the process, but he's still alive, and he's still Kurt, so I don't know what that entails exactly. Maybe well, it means when he, he dies go- again. Yeah, when he dies again. He can't go to heaven. He can't go to heaven, but he'll just come back, because he's the next man, and that always happens. Yep. Um But until then, he'll just stick around in purgatory, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's how it be. Um, it, this is actually, um, to, uh, to segue, coincidentally, um, there oh. is a... A new, um, a new Nightcrawler series, uh, that started just this week. Oh. one just came out, um, written- I can't believe we were accidentally topical. I know! We really did it. Um, written by, uh, Seanan McGuire, um, who is, uh, like a sci-fi fantasy writer who's also done, uh, comic stuff. I think right now she's doing, um, she might be doing some other X-Men stuff, and I think she's working on Spider-Gwen, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she also has an excellent Twitter. Um, but, uh, this new, uh, Nightcrawler issue one, The Amazing Nightcrawler, uh, which I picked up this week, is part of, uh, Marvel's Age of X-Men event, um, which is, um, it's, it started, like, I think the end of January, um, and it's very funny to me, because it's, uh, an X-Men alternate universe, which they do a lot, but the idea behind it is, like, instead of <laughs> every other X-Men alternate universe they've done, which is just about, like, what if this horrible thing happened? Like, uh, you know, what if, uh, this bad guy won and took over the world, and, like, oh, what if this thing happened to mutants? Um, Age of X-Men is about, hey, what if the X-Men win? Um, and now the world is, like, really great, and, uh, like, there's total equality for mutants. Um, and everything's going, like, good. What if, hey, what if for this one, everything went, like, good? I love it. Um, but the um the uh the Kurt comic is about uh him being like uh like a super famous uh movie star um mostly playing himself <laughs> um it's extremely charming um it's uh it is funny because it opens with this like you know I mean. As is convention, but it opens with this, like, extremely big, dramatic, uh, fight scene, and then it's, you know, like, three pages, and then, like, somebody goes, like, ah, cut, and, like, the scene, like, (laughs) melts around them. Um, it's cute. It's very cute. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun Kurt content, because he gets to just, you know, uh, hang out and showboat a little, and, uh, be extremely famous. I think when it shows when it, like, shows his introductory little, like, uh, title card text box, it's like, uh, uh, Kurt Wagner, the most famous man in the world. I'm like, you know, good for you, baby. You deserve it. Proud of him. I mean, Uh, he's nothing if not recognizable. That's true. Like, he's really, he's got his aesthetic, uh, just really going for him. Um... Did you read any comics this week? Do you want to take a guess? I'm going to say no. You are correct. Okay. Well, you know, that's <laughs> that's how it be. I was going to read comics this morning, and then I started listening to Critical Role. <laughs> that and is like, very, very much how it be. Yeah, I mean, I'm on episode, like, 72 of 115 for the Vox Machina campaign, so, like... Hell yeah. 
I'm getting there. <laughs> getting there. Just really, uh, really doing it. Um, one thing I have been wanting to mention for a while now, because it was announced a couple weeks ago, and I kept forgetting to bring it up, uh, on the podcast, is, um, DC in May is doing a new miniseries, um, it's called, uh, Deceased, but it's like, DC East, Deceased, do you get it? Yeah, but I also hate it. No, I do hate it, and I hate looking at it, and I hate saying it. Um, it's written by, uh, Tom Taylor, who I do like a lot, who wrote, uh, most of the Injustice comics, um, and wrote, uh, I think all of, uh, the Laura as Wolverine run, um, which was great, um, but, uh, they announced this, they were like, oh, new, uh, new DC event, what's it gonna be? Um, you know, probably, maybe, uh, maybe, probably a zombie thing. Um, one of the takes I read was like, oh, you know, uh, it's been like 10 years since Blackest Night, which was the event where, like, the Black Lanterns that control, like, death bring, like, a bunch of dead people back to life. It's like, oh, it's been ten years since that. It's about time DC did another, uh, zombie event. And it's like, what, is that, is that the cutoff? Like, ten years? Or like, oh, it did it. Time for Every zombies. ten years. Gotta reanimate the dead. Gotta, you gotta. Um. The ritual will not be complete. <laughs> um. DC must hold up their end of the bargain. <laughs> um, but it is zombies. It's gonna be, uh, like a six-issue zombie miniseries. Um, I... I don't know why. I don't know why they were like, we gotta... We This, this is a great time to get some zombies in there. Um, but, you know, uh, sure, I guess. Uh, there was one, um... I don't know if they've released any more. They have some, like, uh, like, horror-specific, like, alternate covers. Um, and they had one that was, like, an an It parody, but it was, you know, uh, the Joker with a red balloon and, like, Jason Todd looking at him, like, you know, like It the Clown, <laughs> but with the Joker. Um, just looking at him. Just looking right at him, like, God, get a load of this guy. Um, He's got a balloon now? How derivative. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, that reminds me, uh, one of my favorite posts in the world is, uh, the one that's like, I want more content of, like, Dick Grayson, who grew up in a circus, to make fun of the Joker for being a bad clown. Not, like, bad and also a clown, but bad at being a clown. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, that is a very good one. Yeah. I, do, I did remember something that I want to mention, though. Yes, please. Absolutely. Spider-Verse got an Oscar! Spider-Verse got an Oscar! I'm dabbing. You can't see it, but I'm dabbing <laughs> furiously. Um, Best animated feature! Uh, God, I'm so, like, I, it, I wasn't expecting it to, uh, because Best Animated Feature is so consistently disappointing. Um, it's, I think it's been, like, what, the past 12 years have been Disney? Yeah, this is the first, yeah, this is the first one since 2008. Um. Yikes. Except for one year where Disney didn't have. Where they didn't have a nominee. Yeah, because they forgot to make any movies. Um, but, uh, it's, I'm so thrilled. I mean, like, it obviously deserved it. It should have been nominated for Best Picture. Um. It should have been nominated for a lot of things. It should have been nominated for a lot of things. Um, but, uh, I'm so, so proud of Academy Award winning film, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, and also, uh, for Black Panther, which got, uh, production and costume design, I know. Hell yeah. Like, definitely deserved, like, 
no question. Um, oh, and score, which was also great. Um, all things that Black Panther, like, extremely excelled at. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to, uh, Spider-Verse. We're all proud of you. (laughs) Congratulations to Miles Morales, who has an Oscar now. That's how it works. Yep. That's it. It was also, it was very cute to see, like, uh, Brian Michael Bendis and, uh, Jason Latour and Dan Slott and, like, all the other people who worked on comics that contributed to Spider-Verse, like, getting really hype about it on Twitter. Um, it's, like, nice. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, that, uh, that is a, a great note to end this episode on. Congratulations to Spider-Verse. Thank you for all you've done for us as a society. Um, if you want to uh, get really hype about Spider-Verse with us, uh, which we always are, you can uh, follow us online uh, pretty much anywhere. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Pinterest. You can find all those at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Discord channel, um, where I'm sure there will probably be more discussion of uh, how to make Nightcrawler in D&D. <laughs> it's, it would be so easy. Yeah. The only thing is he has to be at a high enough level that he has access to Dimension Door. <laughs> it's a level four spell. Ah, that's fine. Um, you can join our Discord channel. Um, we have a Patreon. If you wanted to contribute to that, uh, you can get fun stuff like bonus episodes. You can join us for movie nights. You can help us pick, uh, what topics we're going to talk about. Um, if you can't contribute to that, but you still want to help us out, first of all, you're already doing that just by listening. We love you so much. Um, second you can leave us uh, a rating review on itunes um you can tell a friend to check out the podcast and you can uh keep on being your wonderful self because uh, we love you so much thank you for joining us thank you for listening uh i have been olivia and i have been elion and i'm still thinking about why did i say level four spell i don't think i've ever heard anybody refer to them like it's a fourth level spell <laughs> And as always, kiss me sexy nightcrawler. Ah, <laughs> uh, bamf me sexy nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs>